0: This episode is brought to you by TubeBuddy, the complete toolkit for YouTube channel management. This power-packed browser extension helps with everything from both metadata edits and trending keyword suggestions to thumbnail optimization, fan engagement tools, and so much more. Visit TubeBuddy.com to meet your new best friend on YouTube. You're listening to All Things Video. I'm your host, James Creech, and yesterday we talked about the three drivers of YouTube viewership. Subscribers, search, and sharing. Today, we're going to talk about what YouTube actually defines as a view. A bit of a disclaimer before we start YouTube is notoriously tight lipped about its algorithms and viewership attribution standards, and for good reason. They don't want people gaming the system. What follows are many of the prevailing theories based on my experience and others who have been willing to share their expertise. Let's start with a definition YouTube defines a view as a user initiated playback of a video that meets a certain watch time requirement. In other words, there are two core components to a YouTube view. It must be user initiated, meaning a viewer has to click and demonstrate their interest in watching a piece of content. It can't be autoplay. And second, it must meet a certain video completion rate. That is how much of a video a viewer actually watches. There are several factors that make up the video completion rate required for a view to occur. First is the length of the video. For a very short video, maybe something that's 10 seconds long, it's going to have a high video completion rate, meaning the viewer has to watch a significant percentage of that video in order for a view to occur. For a much longer piece of content, say a video that's over an hour, a viewer may only need to watch for a few minutes, which is a dramatically lower percentage of the total video runtime. Another factor that can impact video completion rate required for a view to occur is the type or genre of content, As an example, if Let's Play gaming videos tend to have very high video completion rates, others would be expected to meet the same standard for the content in that genre. On the other end of the spectrum, if failed video compilations tend to see viewers only watch a handful of scenes, they might have a lower video completion rate requirement. Where a view occurs also plays a factor. Is it from the watch page, meaning a page that a viewer navigates on YouTube from search, or from another recommended video or direct link? or does it come from an embedded player, meaning the viewer is engaging with or watching the content on a site external to the YouTube platform. And finally, people have reported anecdotally that whether a viewer is logged into his or her Google or YouTube account impacts the length of time a viewer has to watch a video before a view counts. The rationale for this is that when a viewer is logged into a YouTube account, Google can collect much more data than if someone is browsing, say, an incognito window and not logged into their personal profile. So again, some of those factors that impact the video completion rate necessary for a view to occur are length of the content, type or genre of content, whether or not that view occurs on the YouTube watch page or in an embedded player, and whether a viewer is logged into his or her YouTube account. With YouTube TrueView, the skippable pre-roll ads that everybody loves, a view occurs after the user watches for 30 seconds or completes the entire video if the video happens to be shorter than 30 seconds. The reason for this is that obviously with an ad, they are not user-initiated, so it's the sole exception to the rule. YouTube allows advertisers to pay for placements, and they determine that if a viewer is going to stick around for at least 30 seconds, that indicates intent, and therefore it's reasonable to conclude that a view should occur. Now some people are curious, can a single user watch a video multiple times and actually continue to impact the view count? The answer, it seems, is yes, though there is a limit to this. People report that this can be limited to about 3 to 5 views per day per individual, and this tends to max out around 300 views per a single piece of content. As a result, creators and brands should both pay attention to unique viewers as an important metric for how their content is performing. Another phenomenon people often have questions about is the 301 view counterfreeze. When a video is uploaded to YouTube, it's cached in different servers spread all over the world. This is done to ensure quick response times when a user loads a video. If I record a video in LA that viewers then want to watch in London, Paris, and Montreal, YouTube will host that video on multiple servers in order to provide the fastest possible load times. The server providing the video stream creates an incremental count in its local log, which is then collated at certain times of the day to a central log. So when a video has less than 300 views, the views are not being verified. However, once the view counter crosses 300, YouTube begins verifying views to make sure they are legitimate playback requests. From this point onward, view counts then increase in batches after every batch of new viewers are verified by YouTube when those local logs are merged and consolidated in the central log. Many listeners will also note that from time to time, YouTube will purge view counts to eliminate fake traffic from bots and other black hack tactics. At the end of the day, YouTube is very careful to protect the sanctity of the view, the primary currency for success on its platform. So to recap our discussion about what is involved in determining what qualifies as a YouTube view, we considered a few factors that are important, things like length of the video, type and genre of the content, where the video is being watched, and whether or not a viewer is logged in. We talked about the 301 freeze, and the reason for that being that YouTube is delivering video content from a distributed network of servers all over the world and needs to consolidate the data in the master log. And finally, the biggest takeaway is that the YouTube algorithm is constantly changing and YouTube is policing to adjust view counts that have been manipulated. Thanks for listening to the All Things Video podcast. Hope this episode has been helpful for you. If you liked it, please drop us a review on iTunes. It certainly helps. We also hope that you'll share this with a friend and engage with our content on social wherever you find us. And drop us a line with your questions. We want to hear from you at allthingsvideopodcast at gmail.com. At the end of this month, we'll be doing a special episode to answer your questions. So please make sure to send those in. We're excited to hear from you. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.